Respectfully, this is the greatest podcast. Make more of your stuff that sounds very, it sounds very uh, chill, very mellow, ethereal. You're not trying too hard. Hey yo everybody, what's going on? It's your host. We back with another episode of the Too Much Podcast. It's Big Zay, aka the Chocolate Charles Xavier, aka Quentin Huevo. How y'all living, man? How we been doing? How we been doing? Hopefully everybody has been safe. Everybody's been blessed. And everybody's getting those goals achieved that they've been looking forward to doing this year. Because I know that I'm in a better place. Because guess what, y'all? We have a legitimate podcast set up. We back in the game. The quality of the podcast is about to take off. I'm so excited to see what the rest of 2022 is going to look like. And hopefully everybody else feels the same way. Let's get these dreams conquered. Let's get all this stuff done. Because, hey, we got some work to do, yo. I don't know. I, I know I'm not the only person that's got some stuff to get off the bucket list, some things to do. So hopefully, you know, let's keep each other motivated. Let's keep each other going. But let's go ahead and get into the podcast, y'all, because uh, things ain't been the same since Kobe died. And uh, that's still ringing true currently right now, because even though it seems like we're kind of at the tail end of COVID, uh, I mean, what else is about to happen? We went from COVID to aliens to now, you know, Russia and Ukraine are, are at war with each other, even though technically Russia is saying that uh, this isn't a war they've declared on the Ukraine. But we're going to get into that a little bit later. Uh, but hey, man, if y'all haven't done so yet, y'all, please do me a favor and go to whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. Leave a review. That's going to help boost me up in the algorithm. That's going to get me more viewers and more listeners, as well as, hey, man, that's going to be more content at the end of the day and uh, continue to uh build the quality of this podcast up so at least leave five stars put a heart emoji in the comment section on apple Podcasts. something i appreciate anything and everything that you guys have done and will do and will continue to do so let's go ahead and get into the news because this is somebody that we do not value and somebody we're actually upset with and matter of fact this actually kind of has something to deal with what took me so long with getting my laptop in the mail from amazon so this is here in Charlotte. If nobody knows, I moved to Charlotte, North Carolina uh, about a, actually a year ago to, to uh, this month in March. So uh, shout out to me. So a Charlotte, North Carolina Amazon employee has pleaded guilty to mail fraud in federal court for stealing merchandise from his workplace. And guess what? It is not, it's not a small dollar amount. It's not just a couple of packages here and there. This man stole over 273000 Dollars. So this is coming from Queen City News, WNCT.com. According to the plea documents in Friday's hearing, 27-year-old Douglas Wright Jr. executed a scheme from June 2020 to September 2021 to defraud Amazon by stealing merchandise from the company's warehouse. So we've all, you know, realized we've all probably used Amazon a lot more lately than we have in the past i know i've even gotten to the place now where i'm actually ordering like you know eye solution and and, you know paper towels stuff like that just to minimize contact with people and just again you know i'm a little lazy too so if i can get it delivered why not get it delivered uh but you know we hear the stories now even uh especially around christmas time when you're ordering things on amazon 
and you know you're supposed to get it in one day and then you find you get that next notification email that is being delayed because you know transporting things like that um there's just been so many things going on with amazon and, and package theft for instance uh in los angeles um there's a train that you know people have figured out carries majority of packages from the amazon warehouses and the way that this train pulls in to um the shipyard i guess you would call it the train station it has to slow down before it comes to a complete stop to make it to where um they'll unload the train and then they'll spread it out to the the trucks and stuff like that so package pirates have realized this and are able to jump on the train and go into the the cars on the train and steal packages and sell them or just use it for their own, you know, whatever, go to the flea market, things like that. But let's get back to this story. But it's just to kind of, you know, lay ahead what's been going on in the uptick in package theft. So this guy actually works directly for Amazon versus these uh, package pirates that just wait for, you know, the transport that is carrying the packages. So during the crime, Wright was employed as an operations manager at the Amazon warehouse in Charlotte. Court records show that Wright misused his access to company's computers and targeted certain merchandise such as computer parts, internal hard drives, processors, graphics processing units, and shipped those items from the warehouse to his own address. Wright admitted in court Friday that he sold the stolen merchandise for profit to a computer wholesale company in California. Now, here they hitting him over the head top with this. Wright faces up to 20 years in prison and a $250,000 fine. And he has not had a uh, a date for sentencing yet. So, I mean, if we, we know he probably spent all that bread. He, he, he was getting his check as well as selling these uh, computer parts. So, I mean, if he was smart, maybe he'll be able to pay that fine. But I think he's gonna, probably going to do jail time as well as um, pay that fine as well too. You know, give back that money to Amazon. I would believe so. Uh, but you know, he's smart. Cause again, there's, there's been such a computer shortage, you know, during the pandemic and, you know, continuing up till now, um, you know, the rare metals and minerals that we use for, uh, you know, computers and, and, uh, chips and stuff like that has just been harder to acquire due to just, you know, transportation issues, as well as the people to go get these ores and minerals out the earth. So the price has skyrocketed for computers. Anything that anything that has any type of computer uh, component to it, the price has gone up, or it's just scarcer to get it. For instance, we there there's still a shortage on PlayStation Fives, not because Sony doesn't want to sell any more PlayStation Fives. It's just that the metals and materials that go into the PlayStation Five is just so hard to come by right now that they're not able to pump them out like they want to. Same thing with Xbox. If you remember, you know, around Christmas time. November Black Friday, uh, you know, it's extremely hard to to find these things. It even got to the point where, you know, stores stopped selling these consoles in person in the store and you had to order them online due to the amount of people getting robbed as well as, again, you know, same thing with this Amazon situation. Employees, you know, doing, uh, you know, less than savory things when it comes to these stealing and reselling them, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But that's kind of where we're at right now. In the world, it seems like it seems like everybody is on the the resale market. You know, stock. I don't know if you guys are familiar with StockX, where you can sell a lot of things on there. A lot of people use StockX to buy sneakers off of 
and just the resale value of things, shoes, uh, especially computers, those, like I said, those processing parts, those hard drives. I mean, somebody could easily go on StockX, and obviously this guy got a lick off of this. Uh, you can easily go online, and there's going to be people that will pay that price for these items because they need it or just because of the sole fact of they want it, and they got a disposable income to uh, to get that. Uh, but that's crazy that he did that. You know, he stole, I mean, for over a year, basically, roughly a year, this man was stealing all these computer parts. And I wonder exactly how he got caught. You know, in a situation like that, it's probably like he just got too greedy. He got too close to the sun. He stopped being as careful as he was in the beginning and got sloppy. And then, you know, there's probably some type of, I would assume there's some type of audit that goes into um, Amazon like that, especially a warehouse, especially when it's high price, high ticketed items like that. Um, there's no way that there's just not somebody that goes back behind and, and tries to figure it out. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, Amazon kind of, you know, if you mark a package lost that was supposed to be delivered to you, Amazon's not asking no questions. They're just going to send you another one, at least to my knowledge. That's how it's always been for me. I remember it was a couple Christmases ago, somebody stole a hairdryer that I ordered from my sister on Amazon. And I figured I'd have to go through this whole situation where you know, I'm going to have to call somebody, I'm going to have to email, I'm going to have to, you know, send a picture. Nope. I just clicked the button, said I didn't get it, and then they sent me the exact same hairdryer, and I got it three days later. So, you know, he, him being an insider into the Amazon warehouse and, and site and facility definitely helped him out for the time being. But looks like that has caught up to him. And, uh, you know, look at him. If it isn't the, uh, the consequences of my own decisions, Speaking of consequences of uh, decisions being made, can we talk about Kanye West and Kim Kardashian? So, if you've been living underneath a rock, Kanye and Kim are separated. Kim Kardashian is trying to push forward with this divorce, and Kanye is not having it. Kanye, it went from, it kind of went from subliminals. Um, you know, when he had Donna came out and he had the live shows and the concerts. He'd make comments about getting his family back together, praying to God to get his family back together. And, and rightfully so, understandable. You know, if he felt like he made a mistake, we it's obvious that Kanye has mental health issues. He's admitted to uh, being on medication, but getting off the meds when he's in album mode so he can create. Uh, so I can understand that juxtaposition of, you know, dealing with mental health, not being yourself sometimes, and then lashing out to those that you love. And then pushing them away further and further. So I can sympathize with him on that part, especially as a man, when you make mistakes and you realize you made a mistake. And then, you know, sometimes it's too late and you just got to chalk that up to the game and you got to move forward with your life and try not to make those mistakes again. But Kanye is not getting that. We've been seeing in the news that it's been obvious that he's just been finding Women who eerily kind of look like Kim Kardashian, low key, not even low key, high key, like carbon copies. Because, you know, a lot of these women probably take pictures on, to these uh, plastic surgeons and be like, hey, I want to look like Kim K. Which, again, there's nothing wrong with that. If you got the bread, if you got the disposable income, you know, uh, I'm, I'm pro woman. You know, a woman can do with her body what she wants to because who am I to say what a woman can do with her body? You know what I'm saying? That's not my place as a man. That's not my place as a person period, to do that. But my place as a man, I feel like is, yo, when I see my brothers messing up, 
or a homie messing up, doing something crazy, something that could get him in trouble, especially involving a woman, uh, somebody he cares about. You know, I got to speak up and say something. I can't just, you know, sit in the sidelines and be like, ha ha, that's crazy. Yeah, man, I do that too. So it's like two sides to this story, basically, where some people are on the side of Kanye, where it's like, hey, that's admirable. This man is fighting for his family. He's trying to get his wife and kids back. He's trying to spend time with his kids. He's trying to keep his family unit together because he doesn't want his kids growing up with a with a splintered household. But on the other hand, he's he's high key stalking Kim Kardashian. I feel like he's really laying it on thick. And again, I I get it. It's very admirable trying to, you know, salvage your family and you know trying to right the wrongs that you've made when you might have been in the right state of mind and when you might not have been in the right state of mind but you know at the end of the day if kim k is not feeling it and she's actively in a new relationship with uh comedian pete davidson if that's the case and she's ready to move on and she's told you she's ready to move on and you know she's sending you these papers yo man what like I, I get being uh, pushing, and obviously we can tell through Kanye and watching Kanye through the last, what, decade or so that this man doesn't take no. This man is a visionary. He doesn't know how to give up. He's always going to push. But I, this ain't it, honestly. This this is not it. It's getting to the point where it's starting to get creepy. Like, he, he did that easy uh, song with The Game and dissing Pete Davidson. Talking about, you know, beating God saved him from the car crash to beat Pete Davidson's ass. Did 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 God do that, Kanye? Did did the Lord look at you in that car accident with your mouth messed up and be like, you know what I'ma do? This dude's gonna steal your wife ten years from now. I'ma save you just so you can go whoop this nigga's ass later on. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. And he just released uh, the music video for Easy Two, and like he's getting hella backlash off of it because there's a, a part of the video where um, there's like a bag sitting above, uh, on the ground, and there's something in the bag, and he pulls the bag off, and it's like a Pete Davidson head look like with, with flowers growing out of it, and he buries the man in the dirt. It's getting a little weird. Uh, he's also kind of been alluding to people, uh, his fans being violent towards Pete Davidson as well, too. And, you know, based off of just things like with Nipsey and, and King Vaughn and Grand they were in the streets like that, and Pete's not in the streets, people are just nuts. Like, people will really just do whatever because they are a fan or because just that person is famous. And, again, people are hungry. People need bread. People need money. Somebody might just take that and run with it and be like, well, Kanye don't like Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson in my city, I'll do this for Kanye, and I can rob this man and get some bread off him. That's not safe. And then what type of lesson is Kanye teaching to his kids when your mom, they mom trying to move forward, this is the new boyfriend, and you over here low-key putting hits on this man? That's, that's, that's loser behavior, yo. I get it being upset, and it's okay to be hurt and feel that loss and, and mourn the relationship that, you know, was lost and also take accountability and responsibility for the hand and the act that you played within damaging your relationship and losing your relationship. But man, this is, this ain't it. He got to stop. It's, it's cornball behavior. And, you know, DL Hughley, um, had a, had a clip 
I'm gonna try to put it in here. Kanye and Kim. Sure. Uh, you know, I felt it was kind of, you know, in the beginning it was somewhat funny seeing him just post all the stuff about Kim and Pete Davidson and everything else like that. But as it's beginning to drag on, he's really, really terrorizing this it's, woman it's never online. It's never been funny. Well, you know, I mean, he put like the, the Marvel posters. So I found it kind of amusing. I mean, there's definitely a comedy slant to what he was doing at one point. But then it's like, all right, you're telling people to, you know, they want to beat up Pete Davidson, you know, got him in a chokehold. He's reposting all these text messages. It's like 20 posts a day. I just, I just never, the difference between him and the other dude that get restraining orders on them is hundreds of millions of dollars. Right, because he bought a house across the street That's not, from her house. Th listen. I don't, I think that I've watched too many times where things like that happen and a woman or somebody's not believed and then things escalate. Yeah. He is stalking her. You could think it's cute. If it was my daughter, I'd do something about it. I don't mm. think it's funny. I think that you can't write a beat so good that you get to do these things. And the thing with that is, you know, D.L. Hughley went through a very similar situation where his daughter was telling him that she was being molested. And he didn't listen to her, and she was. And he had to eat that because he didn't take the woman's side because he just felt like the man, that was his homeboy, he wouldn't do that. And I say all that, and it kind of ties back into Kanye, where it's like, hey, man, we are watching something weird happen, and if it was anybody else that wasn't a millionaire, we would all have a problem with it. If that was like your home, if that was your best friend or your sister or your cousin or you know somebody you went to college with, and her ex just won't leave her alone and is threatening a new boyfriend and stuff like that. That's not cute. That's not love. That's that's weird. That's weird. That's restraining order type behavior. That's get the police involved. That's file a, a, a report. Because uh, very similar situations happen all the time throughout the U.S. And these people are in the limelight. And, and unfortunately, there's, there's situations where, you know, these women end up dead. And, you know, it works vice versa, too. You know, it could be a situation where a man's trying to leave a woman, and the woman won't get it. And the same thing where this woman kills the man or kills a new girlfriend. And it's just like we don't own anybody. Just because you were in a relationship with somebody and even take it further, you were married to a person, does not mean that you ever own that person at all. Just because you have some type of union and, uh, you know, we decided on a commitment, if if one person in the equation says it's over, it's over. <laughs> there's no halfway. There's no, oh, uh, well, you know, you say it's over, but it's not over for me. Nah, bro, it don't work like that. We don't own any human beings on this planet. We're not supposed to. That's called slavery. We, nah, man, we, we, we off that, yo. And, and as a man, and, you know, I try to hold my homeboys accountable. I try to give people good advice regardless. I try to take my own advice. And that's not how we're supposed to be moving, fellas. That is not how we're supposed to be moving, especially in 2022 with everything going on. And, you know, I just feel like we should all be more aware socially and emotionally to where, you know, we can avoid situations like that. We can we can diffuse situations like that, as well as if somebody that we know is in a, uh, you know, a toxic relationship that we might be able to intervene or at least kind of give them the tools to kind of look at it and realize that they're in a situation that could potentially become uh, dangerous. Because we don't want to see nobody get hurt. We don't want to see Kim get hurt. We don't want to see Kanye get hurt. We don't want to see Pete get hurt. You know, the relationship's over. 
Could Cam and Kanye get back together? Absolutely. But the way he going about it right now, they definitely, 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 definitely not getting back together. But, you know, uh, I was listening to um, the Flagrant 2 podcast with Andrew Schultz and uh, Akash Singh. Shout out to them at Flagrant 2. And Andrew Schultz brought up a good point, a poignant point about Kanye and kind of how we've been seeing the mental decline in him uh, recently. And he was saying, you know, with with the information that we know about CTE, you know, traumatic head uh, trauma, right? You know, concussions, things of that nature. And we still are very much in the infancy stages of um, understanding concussion and CTE. Um, I've had a concussion from a car accident. And uh, being old, I can recognize I've probably had minor concussions um, playing football in high school and college as well. He brought up a good point on, yeah, what if Kanye is suffering from CTE? What if, what if this, what if he did have some type of, you know, mental health issue prior to the car accident, but then his mind is just deteriorating because of the CTE. And that's kind of what we're seeing right now. And that's something we got to think about. Cause I mean, this man hit his head so hard in that car accident. They had to wire this man's mouth shut. Remember through the wire, his mouth was wired when he did that song. And I believe he, um, had his mouth wired for like six to eight months. So you, you can you imagine the type of blunt force and trauma and physical impact that would have to happen that would destroy your mouth and break your jaw like that? And then for the doctors, the best thing they can do is just, we got to wire your mouth closed. You can't open this. This is the only way you're going to heal. So I can only imagine what his brain might have done. And I think that's something we really got to take into consideration. Now, I'm not, you know, caping and saying that, you know, it's all the concussion. He's not, you know, again, he's not responsible for his actions and uh, the things he contributed to doing. I'm not saying that at all, but at the same token, you know, food for thought, that's kind of something that we could think about. You know what I'm saying? That's something that we could potentially, uh, you know, we could take into consideration because, again, we don't know. We barely know things about, uh, you know, CTE. Look at uh, Aaron Hernandez, right? CTE, this man was bodying people at Florida and the Patriots, and he ended up killing himself. And, you know, they did an autopsy on his brain after he uh, passed, and his brain was messed up and deteriorating. Why? Because of CTE. So, you know, prayers to the whole Kanye West, Kim Kardashian clan, all them people. It's Nobody deserves that. Nobody deserves that type of treatment. And I know some people are, are going to say, well, you know, she's a homewrecker. And, you know, she got sex tapes and stuff like that. And, you know, she stole men from other people. So this, some people are saying this is karma coming back around because, and some people are also saying that, you know, Kim drove Kanye to being this crazy insane by, you know, bringing him into that whole Kardashian media empire. And we know that they sensationalize a lot of things and, you know, take advantage of crazy things happening to for, for views. But again, at the end of the day, nobody deserves that. Whether they have, whether they, uh, have a million dollars in their account or if they have one penny in their account, nobody deserves that. And again, we just got to continue to better ourselves. We got to keep trying to be better than we were before. You know, I started doing something recently, where I'm starting to make my bed anymore. I haven't made my bed like that in years since I probably lived with my parents. But, you know, that's one little thing that I know that if I don't do anything else right that day, I made my bed up. 
I don't even, hey, my uh, my girl be making fun of me about uh, top sheets. I used to never use top sheets in my in my bed, right? Guess what? The top sheet is is in the bed. All right, I got it tucked on. I got it tucked in. You know what I'm saying? Got the got the bed made up, and you know it sounds kind of funny and it's very minuscule and a very small act, and it, you know it doesn't really you know me me making my bed up isn't going to save somebody's life, but something as small as that. Is you know, like I said, I haven't done it in years, so I'm trying to do little things to to boost my morale and be like, hey, you're doing something better than you did this time last year. So I'll say, I say all that to say this, guys. You know, continue to take a inventory emotionally and mentally, physically and spiritually on you know where you're at this year from where you were at last year, and what's the little things that we can add. So we can be better and we can do more than we were doing last year. Because I guarantee you all those little things will add up in the bucket of good things. And they'll lead to bigger things. As well as, you know, me making the bed up is starting to help me uh, become a little bit more disciplined with doing something that I never truly saw a true purpose in. But doing it now, it feels good as well as it kind of makes the space and the energy feel a little bit better. And again, something I wasn't doing this time last year, I'm doing now. And, you know, again, like I said, it's not saving anybody's life. and It's not killing anybody. But for me, I know personally, I feel better about it. So definitely drop a comment below. Hit me up on Instagram or any social media. Xay Parker, that's X-A-Y-P-A-R-K-E-R. And tell me something that you're doing this year that you didn't do last year that's making you feel better about yourself. Definitely, definitely, definitely uh, drop me a comment below on that. Uh, one thing I have been doing that is uh, improving my life and just, again, just entertaining and and just amazing, and I get the hype now, is Attack on Titan. It's for the blurs, it's for my anime watchers. I'm, I'm going to try to start talking about anime and gaming a little bit more when I'm doing these podcasts because uh, those two big major components of who I am as a person and just things I like to enjoy in my pastime, right? But Yo, we, me and Kim, uh, that's the girl, that's the bae, uh, we've been watching Attack on Titan, we have been binging through, uh, season four, part two of Attack on Titan is, uh, is out now, uh, they haven't finished the season out yet, but they're doing the weekly drops in Japan, we just got to season three, we're probably on episode four or five, and I'm not gonna give any spoilers away. But if you enjoy anime, or even if you don't enjoy anime, but we want to get into it, but you just enjoy the... If you like Game of Thrones, you'll like Attack on Titan. I truly I truly realized watching Attack on Titan the other day. I was just sitting there watching. I was like, hmm, this is pretty much Game of Thrones, except animated. And they could do a lot more because this is a quote-unquote cartoon than actually being live action. And the, the story there, the, the character development... Um, the mystique to it. it. This is how I know a show is good. Normally, I can watch a show or I can watch a movie and I can kind of predict the plot line, and it kind of takes some of the uh, mystique and allure away from the show. But I still, I'll still finish the show. I'll still watch it. And sometimes, if I can figure out the whole storyline, like episode ten, and there's like thirty more episodes, I, I actually do sometimes just never go back to it because it's like, what's the point? When I tell you watching Attack on Titan, I had. I, I can't tell you where the, where the show's going. It's so much fun watching it, especially if you can watch it with somebody else. 
Um, if you got a friend, a family member, or, you know, whoever, a significant other that likes anime or would, would want to do it, it's so much fun watching it. And, and after each episode, speculating what's going on, talking about conspiracy theories, about, you know, who's doing what, what's Aaron going to do next. And again, this is spoiler free that we're talking about. I'm not going to talk anything about the storyline. But if you're looking for a good anime to watch and you have not started Attack on Titan, do yourself the favor a watch attack on Titan. I think each season is each season is probably roughly about I think like twelve episodes or so. So nothing nothing too too crazy. We've been watching it on and off probably for like the last two weeks. And again, like I said, we're we're probably halfway through season three. And season four is the final season. And I'll put it this way, I am happy that we waited this long to watch it because I can't even imagine like watching all the way of season two and then having to wait like a year and a half till season three drops because uh, I need to know now. And hopefully by the time we get to the um, season four, they'll be wrapping up or, you know, we won't have too many episodes to wait for. So we can go ahead and just finish uh, Attack on Titan strong. But definitely, uh, that's my anime recommendation of the week. Watch Attack on Titan. And if you guys want to hear more of my anime recommendations, and if you want to hear me talk about anime more, you know, definitely leave me a, leave me a comment below. Um, if there's any animes that you guys recommend that you want me to watch that you like, uh, definitely, you know, leave a comment. Find me on social media. Hit me up. And, you know, let's talk about it. So, I left kind of the heaviest topic to talk about last. Um, one is just, I just kind of want to get everything else out the way. Um, this topic has so many moving pieces in it that it's kind of hard. Um, if I'm missing any information, I'm sorry. Um, I, this is just based off of articles and the news I've read and watched so far. I'm just going to try to sum it up as much as possible. Uh, we all are familiar with the Russian Ukraine conflict that is currently going on. And if all you know is that Russia and the Ukraine are beefing, then I mean that's that's a uh, I guess that's a safe thing to think about and, and a very surface level amount of knowledge to know on it. And I'm still researching, and you know, hopefully next podcast, you know, we'll have some more details and information on it. Um, but Russia and Ukraine, man, they going at it, and people have been you know speculating World War Three could be popping off anytime soon. Uh, Putin, who is the president of Russia, has already said that uh, pretty much if anybody intervenes with helping Ukraine directly, um, you know, Russia got that smoke for him. And there will, will be swift actions, um, swift recourse if you if we help the Ukraine out. So a lot of the other nations in the world are really just sanctioning uh, Russia. Like, for instance, here in North Carolina, uh, Governor Cooper did an executive order saying that they will not sell any Russian vodka at any liquor stores anymore. They're not exporting that into North Carolina. And I think now, even in the United States period, they're not exporting any type of any Russian goods here into the United States as punishment for what they're doing to the Ukraine. Um, Visa, MasterCard have uh, frozen accounts of uh, people in Russia as well, too. Um, it's or yeah, Russia. Uh, I think they still they should still have it open in the Ukraine. Um, I know the Ukraine got their internet knocked off, but Elon Musk um, basically has satellites that are able to Starlink to uh, give them internet. Still, he went and did that the other day, which was amazing. Um, you know that communication, and pretty much 
So what Russia is trying to say is, again, I, I alluded to it earlier on in the podcast, Putin basically saying that he's not at war with Russia. He's not calling it a war. He's not, call, he's not even calling it a conflict. Russia, Putin believes that he is trying to free the Ukrainians and uh, denazify the Ukraine. He's saying there's a bunch of Nazis running it. Uh, there's a bunch of genocide going to Ukraine. And he's the good guy. He's Captain Russia. He's Captain America going over there, freeing, freeing the Ukrainian people. Uh, the people in the Ukraine definitely don't feel that way at all. Uh, President Zelensky of the Ukraine is actually Jewish himself. So that'd be kind of weird if he was a Nazi sympathizer and, uh, you know, self-hating Jew. Uh, but there's so much information going in and out about Russia and the Ukraine and the fighting. And we're, you know, even the, the ghost of Kiev, uh, which was a story about a uh, Ukrainian pilot who got in a jet. It took down like 12, um, 12 Russian fighter jets. We're coming to find out that's a fake story. And the footage that we've seen is from a video game on that. Um, there's a video of a Russian tank that was running over an old man in a car. They're saying that that's fake too. But at the same token, you know, based off of what's been going on in the U.S., there's a lot of deception that goes on into these media posts and stuff like that. And a lot of times now, even the Pentagon and, and the government here in the U.S. have stated that, you know, the war... Wars are being fought online now via social media, via, uh, you know, decrediting people. For instance, you know, some people are saying that we've seen the footage of the you know, Ukrainians not letting Africans on, out of the Ukraine. That's definitely happening. That's racist as hell. Um, that's crazy that y'all got time to be racist in the middle of a war. And people are taking over your land, and you still got time to be racist, and that's what y'all—that's what y'all waiting on. Come on, man, that's crazy. And in return, that is making us being less sympathetic to the Ukrainians because I'm a black man. So if you got time to be racist, why should I care about you and what's going on with y'all? But now some people are also speculating and saying that that could be a smear campaign that Russia is doing to make people less sympathetic of what's going on in Russia currently. Like I said, there's so many moving pieces. There's so much stuff going on. For instance, people are even saying, like, why is it, Why are we so focused on the Russia and Ukraine situation when currently, you know, the United States just did an airstrike in Somalia, um, in Africa, like a week or two ago. But when there's, there's relatively no news coverage about that at all. You really kind of got to look it up yourself. Because, again, the main focus, the main platform is Russia, Ukraine, and, you know, I'm also kind of questioning that as well, too, where it's like, we got a lot of focus on what's going on with Russia and Ukraine when the United States of America is directly in conflict with Somalia. And, you know, it's fair to say that, you know, is there not that big of a deal? Is that not big of a deal? Is that not newsworthy as much as Russia and Ukraine because they're brown-skinned people being attacked and they, they hold less value? Hell, you've seen we've seen some of these journalists talking about, um, you know, they never could they never thought they could see this type of thing happening in the Ukraine because, you know, they're a European country. And there's, there's people with blonde hair and blue eyes there. This is word for word. I'm going to try to put a clip in here about that a little bit later. Um, but it's sad, man. Like and what sucks, what makes it even more sad is just the disinformation that's been going on that we we might not never know exactly what truly happened. 
or you gonna have to will have to be so deep in the rabbit hole doing so much research and, and, and backlogging and seeing what's happened even two years beforehand to kind of get a semblance of what particularly might be currently happening <sighs> who knows man it's sad it's just sad it's sad seeing people being killed it's sad people seeing people lose their homes uh, and it's sad that you know you can't trust a news source sometimes based off of what's been going on currently in the United States here with this information being online and you know things coming out about Facebook pushing certain narratives to certain demographics and stuff like that so you know prayers up to everybody involved in the conflict we're even hearing things of you know Russian soldiers didn't know they were going to war and they got tricked they thought they were on a training exercise and the next thing you know they're actually in the Ukraine wild i know wild but you know we're gonna talk more about this ukrainian russia conflict um there is breaking news that britney griner uh wnba star um she's being detained in russia currently off a of drug paraphernalia she looked like she had some vape uh cartridges and uh hash oil and stuff like that and russia is holding her in jail because she broke the law but now it's kind of like you know it, will they use her as a bargaining chip um, you know, the Pentagon is our uh, former Pentagon official has said that, you know, they could use her as a high value you know, bargaining tool if push comes to shove, if, if America does anything. So, you know, it's kind of we'll see what Joe Biden's going to do with this whole situation, man. Midterms is coming up as well. So it's kind of like, you know, the ball is really in his court. He's going to have to do something because, I mean, right now. Yeah, I, me personally. It's not looking too good for Joe, I feel like, when it comes to re-election right now. So these next two years, especially, I would say these next six months, is going to be very pivotal with the Biden-Harris uh, campaign to see if they make it a second term or not. But we're going to see, y'all. We're going to see. But, yo, this has been another episode of the Too Much Podcast. I hope y'all uh, enjoyed our, our conversation. Uh, we're going to get back with the weekly episodes, and um, I appreciate y'all tuning in. Again, leave me a review on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. Five stars, type some up real quick, drop the emoji, a thumbs up, something, man. I appreciate anything and everything, and I appreciate y'all for tuning in and, uh, and kicking it with your boy. Y'all be safe and be blessed. Peace. <laughs>